People living in a seaside village say they've had their lives made a misery by a disturbing noise from the oil industry. The source of the noise should be removed soon, but could something just as bad or worse replace it? On the eve of the COP26 climate talks, Richard Baines reports for the ferret on the Hunterston Hum and asks whether there is any kind of energy development without environmental impacts. Arden to the southwest, we Cumbria to the southwest, and to the west you've got the Isle of Cumbria. On a walk across the beach at low tide, Rita Holmes enjoys the scenery outside her home on the Clyde coast at Fairley. To the north you're looking up to the Clyde estuary. You've got the hills in the distance. Cowl, Arachar. You see northeast you're looking up towards Largs and you can see the hills up there as well. I mean the whole place is an absolute gem. The whole vista is absolutely magnificent. But all is not well in this apparently idyllic spot. You can hear there, among the watery sounds, what Rita describes as a constant repetitive low-frequency hum. I've amplified that quite a lot, but local people say it's much louder on some days. The source of the noise is two giant oil drilling vessels, and I'm on my way out across Fairley Roads, also known as the Largs Channel, in a 30-foot boat to take a closer look. The noise you can hear, by the way, is our engine, not the hum. The ships are moored out at the Hunterston Pier, which extends 1,300 metres across the bay. They're truly massive. At 96,000 tonnes each, they're 200 metres long and with enormous superstructures to support the drilling equipment. They're not drilling here, of course. They're being stored here after their owners couldn't find them work in the oil exploration business. They've not found much popularity locally either. Jackie Pearson from Fairley is the skipper of this boat. As locals, we were a bit disturbed because uh, the North Ayrshire Council in 2019 declared a climate emergency and uh, very laudable. And they are doing, trying to do a lot of things to, to do their best to, to reduce the emissions. But we've got this crazy anomaly of these two redundant oil drilling ships anchored uh, off Fairley. And they're, they're burning diesel fuel 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they've been doing that since Christmas uh, of last year. Uh, every night they're lit up like Christmas trees, you know, just generating electricity for essentially nothing. And uh, we just can't understand how we can continue to do that when we're trying to address the climate emergency, and particularly so when our council says that they are really interested in doing something about this. We're just beyond the ships now, so we can drift back with the engine off and look and listen. On a good day, you're not aware too much of the vibrations and the noise. Rita is actually the chairman of the local community council and lives next to the beach in Fairley, opposite the ships. On a bad day, and that's particularly usually when it's calm and the tide's in. And the air is just filled with the vibration from the drill ships, from their generators. It's never-ending. 
there's no respite from it day or night. You step out of your door into your garden wanting to enjoy what would be a nice summer's day and the air's just filled with noise and vibration. It's difficult to explain to somebody who's never experienced it. But if you imagine that your balance is affected, your ears control balance or help control your balance. So if you're constantly being bombarded by this infrasound low frequency vibration, it's not audible most of it. Your balance is affected, you can't walk properly without feeling as though you might fall over. That's when it's really bad. Normal times, you're just aware that there's something not quite right. Neighbours and other members of the family, our family, have been woken up in the middle of the night and don't understand why. And usually it's because they can feel the vibrations, because the, the, the house seems to resonate to this low frequency that is being generated or propagated by the drill ships or generators. Okay, Richard, come on outside and I'll show you what the view is like and what I have to listen to. Rita's not the only one to complain about the noise. I spoke to a number of people in Fairley who are unhappy about the hum, including Rosie Heenan. So here is the front of my house. This is my garden and I'm looking across the sea towards the Cumbri. I've literally just walked out the door with you and I can hear the drill ships and I'm now honed into them. It's not loud, I'll grant you that it's not loud, but it's a low frequency noise that just gets into your bones. Again, I had to amplify the noise there, but you could hear it from Rosie's home. They bring problems to our area. We're a, a small community, we're a small village, we're a, a very small bay, and these ships run their engines 24-7, and when the tide's in, um, the noise travels over the water and into our houses. It's the summer months, the spring months, um, where you have no winds and you're sitting out in your garden and you're trying to read a book and then you hone into this low frequency noise and you literally can't get it out your system. It's, it's in your head. I suppose it's akin to um, somebody having titanus. Is, it, is that what you call Tinnitus. it? Tinnitus. Uh, I, I can only um, imagine that that's what they're going through. They have this buzzing noise going through their head and they can't get rid of it. It's like, it's like buzzing bees. And um, it was suggested by somebody that I should put earplugs in. So why should I sit in my garden with earplugs in? <laughs> um, sitting in your house, you're, uh, you're in your living room, your window's closed, you think, oh, OK, I'll just put my, boot, my feet up and relax and read a book. And all of a sudden, again, it hits you and you've got this buzzing going through your head. And it sounds bizarre. And people listening to this will probably think that woman is absolutely off her head. But it gets into your chest and it, it just doesn't go away. If my window's closed, it doesn't wake me up. If my window's open, yes. If I get up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet or whatever, uh, you hear the noise and you, again, that's it, it's stuck with you and you can't get back to sleep. And Rita says the whole problem could have been prevented by the jetty owners, Peel Ports, 
when the ships first arrived in December last year. They could have saved us a whole lot of angst and ill health if they had actually installed, as they say, said they would, the mains electricity supply for the jetty. When the drill ships came in, before they came in, we were told, oh, there won't be any problem with noise, we'll install mains electricity, they'll be hooked up to that, the generators won't be working, the engines won't be working. When it came to the bit, they decided it was too expensive for them to install so the drill ships would use their generators or engines to keep them in place. And so Peelport's basically, I don't think they care one jot about the people round about here. We're close up to the ships now and they look even bigger. The sides of the ship tower above us and the audible hum is of course a lot more audible. The ships both run generators to keep the power up for the crew and for the functioning of the vessel, but they also run the engines at times. So Jackie, what kind of problems do you think these boats have been causing here? There's been a number of issues that we've had with them. The first thing was that when we knew that we, they were coming, we were keen that uh, the port operator tried to make sure that they didn't disturb the village when they were going to be moored here because we knew that they were going to be here for some time. We had uh, seen stuff on the internet about Valaris uh, having an oversupply of these drill ships and talking about these ships possibly being here for up to two years uh, waiting for the, the market to improve. So we were worried about the impact on the village from uh, noise, light pollution, things like that. And uh, when they arrived, we asked Peelports if they could give us an assurance that they would uh, give us shore power so that the ships could at least run on electricity generated uh, on the mainland and not have to run diesel generators all the time. Uh, when they arrived at first and uh, they moored at the jetty, quite honestly, as a person who sails around here, I was shocked because the jetty head isn't really long enough for the overall length of the two ships and so the more northerly ship, DS4, was projecting quite a long way out beyond the end of the mooring dolphin on the jetty and uh, when we saw that I, I said to some of the local people that I couldn't believe that that ship was properly moored at, at the terminal. We wrote to Peelports and the local council about this with our concerns and uh, in, in order for the ship to get some kind of f forward pull on itself at the, at the jetty, they had laid the anchor out in, to the north of the, the ship and lucky for them that they had because about 10 days after we, we wrote to them about this in a kind of violent easterly wind which we get here, I wasn't that surprised when I looked out the window and saw that in fact DS4 had left the berth and was being driven westwards towards the Great Cumbria shore and uh, lucky for them they had the anchor out, it dragged for probably about half a mile before it eventually, lucky for them, bit into the seabed and stopped the vessel going up the Cumbria shore. What about the noise from, from your personal point of view? The noise is a, a variable thing. It's the kind of noise that under certain atmospheric conditions, if the cloud cover or the ambient noise is low and you wake up during the night, some of the time, it's not all the time, but some of the time, you are disturbed by this low frequency thrumming kind of noise and it's worse when the ships are running their main engines. 
since they came off the berth, they've obviously put in a fix which says that if there's any indication of offshore wind, they'll start up a number of their main engines and drive the outboard thrusters to keep the vessel on the jetty and reduce the load on the warps. And the two ships sit with their exhaust facing one another at the stern and when they're both on, I, well, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but I believe that there's some kind of beat frequency effect going on here where you get an in-phase and out-of-phase generation of sound and when it's in-phase, it's noisy and you can feel it. It, it. it is a low frequency and it's intermittent and it's quite often at night that you notice it. North Ayrshire Council said it had found no statutory noise nuisance from the drill ships. The ship's owners, London-based Valaris, did not respond to a request for comment. When I visited Fairley, one of the ships was due to be moved by October the 17th and there were rumours that the other might be going too. But residents have previously complained about low-frequency vibrations and sound from large offshore wind turbines. That was when the Hunterston industrial site near the pier was being used to test them. Planned developments on the site now have left them concerned for the future. We have been told that they're trying to make it into a cable-making facility and cable ships themselves make horrendous amounts of noise. We've had one sitting over there before for three weeks and um, it's far worse than any, any noise that these make. Engines running constantly but really, really loud. And people that live away up the top in Castle Park, they are affected by the low frequency noise of these drill ships so they're going to be even more affected by the, the cable ship I would imagine. They come with promises of jobs like a carrot being dangled for North Ayrshire Council and everybody around about you know jobs are welcome the area's high in unemployment so yes we would like the jobs and everybody seems to forget what it is that's going to bring the jobs. It's certainly going to create noise the last nine months just fills me with horror of what's to come next because if they don't care enough to install mains electricity on the jetty to save us from this ill health from the infrasound low frequency noise, what are, what are they actually going to do once they get industrial development on the land? After hearing that, I contacted XLCC. That's the firm which plans to make cables up to 150 kilometres long at Hunterston. Their main market will be in the renewables industry for bringing power ashore from offshore wind farms. XLCC director Alan Mathers said a lot of effort was going into making sure the operation will be quiet. The machines that we're going to use, we know the loudest piece of machinery is 82 decibels. It's about the size of a loud conversation. We're actually going to put sound panels to reduce the noise round that machine anyway. So the machines that we use will have a lower number of decibels coming out of the machines than that, and they're also going to be contained within the factory structure. We'd like to be a good neighbour for the community. That's why I think we'll have a, what I would describe as a low level of noise. We know there's been you know, several complaints raised about the, the noise coming from the drill vessels that have been moored at, at Hunterston. We're actually looking to procure our own vessel. We've commissioned a vessel for the, the cable laying process. That's going to be specified, it's going to be hybrid. So when it comes in and out of the port, it's going to be on battery power rather than diesel generators. Once it's at the port, 
we're going to run three megawatts of uh, electricity down the jetty so we can actually plug the vessel in. So everything will actually be run on electricity. There'll be no requirement for diesel to be run when we're at the port. So that will substantially reduce the amount of noise from the vessel. We want to protect the cable from any knocks, vibrations or shocks. Anything that may potentially damage the cable after we've tested it when it leaves the factory to make sure when we energise the system that it works. And if there's any knocks or vibrations that could potentially damage the insulation or the cable at all, that would potentially cause us a problem. But what that also does is it means that the amount of sound that's going to be produced from the entire system is going to be reduced massively. And that's, that's absolutely our end goal. Peel Ports, which owns the site and is the Clyde Port Authority, refused to be interviewed about the issue, but sent us a statement, read here by a ferret journalist. One of the key long-term aims of Peel Ports is to bring the important Hunterston site back into productive economic use. The site's combination of marine access, transport connectivity, scale and facilities present North Ayrshire with the opportunity to attract hundreds of highly skilled jobs focused on sustainable energy, the environment and aquaculture. It is, of course, essential that the operation of all industrial sites are subject to a range of strict and appropriate environmental regulations, including those related to noise. We take our responsibilities on this front very seriously, and North Ayrshire Council's experts have found that operations on the site are undertaken within strict guidelines, which is a position we are committed to maintaining. We are committed to being a good neighbour and have commissioned our own noise survey. This found noise levels fell comfortably within the regulations, and that the potential for disturbance is low. The site has incredible potential and could become Scotland's driving force in tackling climate change, creating jobs and regenerating the local community. The council said plans for the site would be subject to environmental impact assessments and assured residents that they would be listened to and consulted. But after years of problems, Rita Holmes dismissed XLCC's assurances on noise and again voiced her scepticism about the site's owners. Peel Ports have basically said they're the Port Authority, they can do what they like. And it looks as though they can do what they like. I would expect the Port Authority to be very conscious of what their responsibilities are towards their neighbours, us. And they aren't. It seems to me that the Port Authority is really only interested in profits for Peel Ports, the landholders.